Right, welcome back to the Me, Myself and Hopefully You podcast, where I discuss with an array of guests and sometimes even industry experts on issues such as entrepreneurship, mental health, physical well-being and anything else related to young people in the 21st century. So join me every Sunday right here on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Right, welcome back to the Me, Myself and Hopefully You podcast. today. We have a rather special episode. We have our first ever guest on the podcast. So rather than listen to my, oh my listening to my annoying utterances, we get to listen to a very <laughs> deep and thought-provoking voice. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest at this time is a man with a vast knowledge on the most random of things. He That's wore true. a turkey hat on the last day of Christmas uh, and true. ate raw lasagna sheets in English. He was born in Malaysia, wow, but he was raised true. in the Royal Navy. I mean, in England, <laughs> it is the man... With three first names and co-host of the Hypothetical Boxing Podcast, James Edward Paul Robinson. Welcome to the show, James. How are you doing? Right. I understand we went to high school together, but you know stuff about me that I don't. What's up? What's up <laughs> with that? <laughs> oh, I know too much about you. Honestly, How are you doing? How, how's everything? I am fantastic. And I Brilliant. feel extra special to to be a first guest to be yeah. a guest to to be deemed interesting enough to to be a guest on anything is fantastic uh, it's a real real boost for me um i mean you and ismail will be together so yeah, yeah, yeah. um you're both i felt like you couldn't split i can't <laughs> split you two it's just uh, you're going to be released as two separate episodes so make sure you check the other episode out um Wonderful. but uh, at I'll the same time out. hopefully Mm. yeah nice nice so james i just want to oh i just brought my drink that wasn't very good i just want to <laughs> sort of um uh do some quick fire questions with you just like with this may um, the first question i want to ask you um is what was the last text message that you sent um it was to you and it was awesome <laughs> all right okay before that no before that before that you can't before use that, i was no. um sorting valentine's day gifts uh with my girlfriend so, uh, right okay yeah. Oh, all right, fair enough. Oh, yeah, there I forgot the, you're in a relationship. How, how's that going? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Been together about one and a half years almost now, so it's oh, going wow. very, very well. Yeah, Yeah, you're cute together. I saw you. In, I saw a picture on Instagram, I think. She Hello. goes to Cambridge, by the way. Just got to flex that real quick. I know. I know. You, you know, have you ever heard of Ben Shapiro? <laughs> yes, ben, I have heard ben of Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is always like, oh, my wife's a doctor. You're going to be the same. My wife is a doctor. She's a doctor? Yeah. All yeah. the time. It's really, so you could do the exact same thing. It's mm, great. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, um, so um, the next question I want to ask you is who is one you had to pick one person who is your role model my role model yeah um, my father I think oh, okay be. and why yeah. is that well I just think you know he's a very grounded man and he's hilarious as well he's very he's got like a very dry sense of humour um, okay very witty and he's done very very well for himself um yeah, trained as an accountant, first of all, and then moved into management. So oh, he's wow. well-versed in both finance and, like, people skills. Okay. So it, it's, if if anyone's got, like, a kind of like a footprint for a life that is, you know, stable and allows you to do different things, it is my dad. And, yeah. Not fair. I, I really want to meet your dad. I don't, you're one of those people who I just <laughs> feel like will have an interesting dad. And it's not yeah. just what you just said. I just, I don't know. Some people just feel like, like there's just some people I just want to meet either their dad or their mom or both of them. I want to mm. meet your dad now. Maybe we can get him <laughs> on the next episode of the Me and oh, of course. Podcast. Of I, course. It was interesting I'll ask him. Because, He'd love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was interesting because I was speaking to Ismail and I said, um, Ismail told me that um, his mum, I think it was his mum, had gone to a Biggie concert. And I thought, oh, we, need wow. get, we need to get we need to get your mum on the podcast now. Oh, I'm she's, got a, she's got a YouTube cooking channel. Has she? Yes, fantastic. Oh my God. I, why didn't Ismail, I'm disappointed. If you're listening, mate, I'm disappointed in you. And you should be listening <laughs> for starters. And, but I'm disappointed in the fact that you didn't yeah. plug. You, he plugged his Twitter and he plugged the podcast. He didn't plug his mum's YouTube, YouTube channel. Show. I forgot her name, but I, I use her... Mrs. Hess's name, if that's your last name. Um, <laughs> I'm plugging it right now. Whatever it is, it's being plugged. It'll yes. be in the link in the description. It'll be above Ismail's Twitter link. <laughs> that's how important it is. Um, the, the, the final quick fire question is, if, God forbid, there was a house fire in your house and you could only save one thing, right? One thing. You, all your family are safe. It's just one thing you can save. What is oh, it? Oh, wonderful. Um... About my laptop, to be honest. Okay. Um, it's just my most versatile. Oh, actually, now that I've said that, that's I'm looking around my room and I'm like, no, this um, this giant stuffed giraffe. What, is this, there's a there's a video what? episode going up, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on, I need to get my lighting out. But there is a giant stuffed giraffe. Oh, I didn't even think of that, to be honest. His name is George. Now you can see he was a gift. James beautiful face. He is fantastic. So, yeah. Oh, I really want one of those. Emotional support giraffe. That's, that's I saw one in Morrison's for Valentine's Day. I feel uh, like just buying one for myself. Yeah, go on. It's massive though. It's like 20 quid, but it's massive. Oh, single people should treat my... themselves Valentine's Day. Get it. Uh, I know, yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you're alone on Valentine's Day, just treat yourself. Treat yourself. Just buy yourself a nice box of chocolates, fancy ones. Mm. Right? Don't buy mm. your... Well, but uh, pretend it's for someone else and just buy it for yourself. <laughs> I might do that actually. I do that on my birthday. I treat myself so much on my birthday. Oh, same. I sp- I spent the whole day on my own on my birthday, and it was the best thing ever. Oh yes. It As was someone so who good. also values their own their own company. It's it's just the best. Being like, yeah, it is. This it's is great. My day. I get to do what I want. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I saw it uh, in the intro. Intro. I hinted at the fact that you were indeed born in Malaysia. You were born there, weren't you? I wasn't, but Probably I moved not. there very young. Okay, so you moved. My brother, so you my brother was born. Yeah. Made okay, so my intro has just said. been ruined, yeah. but we're gonna we're gonna carry on. It'll be it's fine. Right. It was um, fantastic. Uh, so you were born in England, but then you were raised in Malaysia, but then you were also raised in England. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I think the first question I want to sort of ask is is why why did your parents move over to Malaysia? Um, well, it was my dad's work actually that took him out there. And oh, wow. uh, he is a he was at the time uh, the director of uh, manufacturing for uh, Robert McBride LLC. So they were like, "Look, we're gonna we want to open some stuff in Malaysia because you know, cheap labor, essentially." And so they were like, "Can you go out and, and manage it?" He was like, "Yeah, if you pay for my kids' schooling and uh, my uh, my housing." And they were like, "Yeah, sure." So. Wow. Yeah, so I went to a private school for three years. Oh wow! In Malaysia, international school. I was. It was completely cost-free as well. Well, it cost the company, but it didn't cost my family anything. It's a fantastic okay. opportunity. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's a deal that your dad couldn't really turn down. Everything was essentially being paid for. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I mean, well, that's so that so what, obviously, and you left when you were eleven. You said. Came back when I was eleven. I, I yeah. left when I was seven. So year. Uh, academic year four yeah sorry yeah, six, you, yeah 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 sorry you yeah um that's what i meant sorry yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. um i what was what was malaysia like at that time and, and sort of do you remember 
uh, when you first well, went there, or were you too young? I was. I think I was too, too young to grasp like the geopolitical situation of, okay. uh, of Malaysia at the time. But um, you didn't understand the geopolitical uh, situation at the time, no. No, no. Of <laughs> not as a not as a seven year old. I did not. As a seven year old, you'd be talking about the ge- the history of Malaysia, school, yes, and British colonialism and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. We had a British co- uh, curriculum, so not a chance. Okay. Yeah. No way the British are going to do that to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the same nowadays, isn't it? Cover it up, sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the way. Goddamn. Um, sorry. Yeah. So, um, what was um? Okay. So, so you don't necessarily remember but in terms oh sorry you don't remember when you initially went there mm. but when you came back here then okay mm-hmm. to just change up the question i was gonna ask or that yeah. i did ask what were the major cultural differences that you noticed when you came back between malaysia and england cultural difference when i came back was i think a lot of this applies to just urbanization because i lived in the capital city of malaysia kuala lumpur uh oh, wow. for that time and i spent i went to school with like really really rich people <laughs> pretty much i in fact the um princess of malaysia was in my year at school wow so that just that yeah that's uh james you could I have performed... married her man you could have uh, been a prince i could have but i'm white so <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine never if imagine. you became a prince imagine if she imagine. still loves you well and she's still looking for you <laughs> Shout imagine out to if you had a snapchat i don't i don't i'm afraid oh. i have a lot of people's instagram but i don't have hers mm. Um, but Malaysia has a, a like a, a rotational uh, king system where there's 13 oh. districts and 13 sultans and every four oh. years one of them's king essentially. Um, oh, fair enough. That's nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. So she's not princess anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're saying that as if you're the king. <laughs> it's me. I would. I would. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. Cultural differences. So I came back and I went to Hazi High and um, moved into Helmshaw. And it, it, it was really kind of like the wealth disparity that, that opened my eyes to like a lot of the world's problems at the age of 11. Um, and I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we still do live in England and everyone's got roof over their heads and they've got food. Um, maybe just about, but they've got it. Uh, but it, it kind of was like, that was a big shock to me. Cause I went from when I used to go around to like people's houses, uh, in Malaysia, they used to have like gated communities and big, huge, spacious, um, huge, spacious areas. Uh, in fact, one of my, um, one of my best friends, do you remember the, the Malaysia airlines incident yeah. where uh, one of the planes went missing? He was head of fleet at the time. Um, he was head of my my friend's dad sorry i didn't mention oh, that. all right i was gonna say your friend is the head. yeah oh, my 11 year old friend yeah i wasn't being groomed <laughs> um yeah uh, my friend's dad and their house was huge and uh, it was in like a, a gated community and they had like a country mm. club in the center of this big sprawling wow. kind of area and then you'd come here and you go around to your friend's houses and it'd be like a council estate and i'd be like oh the <laughs> Was it, it a massive re- shock then? It wasn't a shock per se, because I, I didn't. I didn't. You're really a kid still, aren't it. you? You're still gonna. Be, yeah, you're still you know. a kid. But it, it was. It was. It kind of crept in at that point, and I was like, "Ah, oh, the world's kind of messed up, isn't it?" Yeah. 
wow. Very so depressing in podcast. Malaysia, it's normally. <laughs> What's that? So it's a very depressing podcast I've just turned this into. I, I mean, I, I see the thing is, I have always. I remember when you told us that you. Well, you told me, and and would you remember in year seven when we did that presentation or whatever in like mm. in front of open evening, whatever, and yeah. you said it, and I was like, whoa, that's sick, and yeah. I was so fascinated, and like for the five years that I knew you. I never once like I was, I was always like I really want to sit down with this guy and just ask him questions about Malaysia. Here I am. But I mean, I'm finally got the opportunity, so it's essentially a dream come true when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and so I and and if it's depressing, it's depressing. Like whatever. Yeah. Like I just I just want to know <laughs> know more about. Yeah, so what, yeah. in Malaysia was 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 there not a lot? I mean, at least as far as as you could see, not a lot of um park. Was it everyone quite like wealthy? I mean, you went to a private school, so yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said princess was in my year stuff like that everyone was like big oil expatriates and they'd moved in from like texas or uh mm. weirdly aberdeen and dubai were like the and malaysia were the uh, the four places because it's just covered in palm oil plantations nowadays yeah 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 all the jungles have been removed and there's just palm oil in it like on all big stretches of road but um <laughs> i'm just gonna squeeze in a little anecdote uh which involves okay. ish actually so we were in uh, in BRGS together, which is the sixth form for people who uh, don't know. And um, we both did the same subjects at school. And we went to an engineering talk. And um, <laughs> the guy flashed up a few images on screen. And um, <laughs> he put up the Patronus Twin Towers, which are kind of like the staple of the Malaysian skyline. Uh, two big twin towers joined by a sky bridge. And he was like, oh, can anyone tell me the name of this building? And me and Ish both put our hands up. And he picked Ish. And he was like, oh, that's Patronus Twin Towers. He was like, oh, are you from Malaysia? I was like, oh, wow. No. No, but, but I am. <laughs> yeah. That was mean, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my, did my he know it already or did he know it wild. because you spoke about it? Pardon? Did Ish, did Ismail know it oh, already? Ish just or knew it for being a, oh, okay. a man of culture, yeah. Yeah, he's a he is a very intelligent man. Um, yeah, no, I mean that is it. Uh, is it a, a fascinating little anecdote that you can tell? A little story. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, there was some other stuff I want to sort of ask. So, I mean, uh, back to the princess thing because now you've intrigued me about that. <laughs> yeah. At the time when you were like seven years old, did you know she was a princess? Yeah, man. Yeah. So, that what is. was that? Like? What do I you remember? Actually, what... I think her father came into power the second year that I was at school, so year five and year six. And I performed in a version of Aladdin in front of the King and Queen of Malaysia. So I can No way. James, why don't you tell these stories more, man? Oh, because I I don't know. (laughs) I would be telling that would be on my LinkedIn. That would be my bio on LinkedIn. (laughs) I performed in front of the King and Queen of Malaysia. Yeah. I, I had like a almost heavily scouse accent though at the time. Uh, Even better, from, they must have been fascinated by you. Oh yeah. Like, who's specific. that white boy over there? <laughs> in whatever oh, they speak me, like, in Malaysia. Yeah. I want him. Can we get him? No. <laughs> Why not? Because he's got a podcast oh. nowadays. <laughs> Can we go? Imagine, on? imagine if he saw this. It'd be sick. <laughs> I'd be quite wild. Um, oh, I need to find. Oh, I want to know who this princess is. I'll at her and like send this podcast to her. <laughs> be like, can you marry my friend James, please? He's got a girlfriend. But, I, I did speak you know, to her, like at I'm, all. I'm pretty sure. Huh? You don't speak to her at all? No, I don't. It's fine. We like, can start a conversation again. <laughs> no, forget you. Just marry me. 
But I'm like James. It's just a lot less intelligent, a lot less handsome, and just a lot less <laughs> anything that's decent, good, or good about James. I mean, that's just a not lot true, less. is it, though? That's just not true. I mean, if she... Oh, I was, oh man. Imagine that. I think she... Oh. Yeah, I did. Um, so you knew... So you sort of knew that, like, she was... Were you phased? Because it's interesting. Because you were a child. Like, I feel like kids aren't really phased. Like, I'm being no. phased by this. But as a child, you must have just been like, eh, she's just a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was kind of cool. Like, well, mm. Yeah. It was just sort of... My parents thing. did joke at the time to try and get close to her. Yeah, um, like, your parents Yeah, that's, that's something you want in your circle growing yeah. up. Uh, well, they're like, yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go speak to Princess Jasmine, go on. <laughs> Jasmine. I'm just assuming that's a name just because of yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did mention it. Did you have to refer to her as Princess or not? Well, they didn't really speak to her much, but I just called her oh. Sarah when I did. Okay, so name, you could probably find out. Do you know what? I'm going to look it up after this. I'm going to find out which one it is. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if she's like this beautiful princess right now or like daughter of a it's sword. possible. It's possible. Probably is. Uh, yeah. I want to be surprised. What do they speak in Malaysia? They speak um, they speak Malayu, which they just call Bahasa or Bahasa Malayu. Okay. Bahasa just means language, though, in Malay. Oh, okay. So do you know how to speak that? Um, I learned it for three years there, but uh, I, I didn't continue it, and therefore my knowledge is gone. But I can say things oh, like okay. uh, Namasaya Yula James, which means I'm sure you can guess what it means. Um, I also, weirdly, I love James. <laughs> yeah, because that is what the princess said to you a million times, and you just ah, of course, only in her head though. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> yeah, that means okay, James. And I could also remember the word for potato, which is ubi ketang, but I can't remember much. Else ubi ketang, ubi ketang. That's Two a better. Words. I want. We should start calling potatoes ubi ketang. Ubi ketang. Yeah, that but, is yeah. a better way to say it. It's a brilliant yeah. way to say it. In fact, interesting. Yeah, Teddy so, Mikasi means thank you. Telematatang means welcome. That's about it. Do you, do you ever go back to Malaysia? I did. I went a uh, year, eight years, uh, year nine of uh, over the summer. And my friend wow. who I mentioned earlier, this is really good for continuity. Oh, my God. Thank you, Tarek. My friend whose dad was the head of fleet, um, who uh, now works for Emirates, actually. Um, but he was like, oh, James can come stay with us for a week if he wants. And so I did. Uh, my um, dad's job uh, involved a lot of like flying around whilst we were in Malaysia still. And uh, he got he had loads of air miles and he um, used them all up and sent me on a unaccompanied minders trip on my own to Malaysia wow. to get picked up at the airport. And then I spent one week at their house and then I spent another week um, at a resort with them uh, uh, down the coast of Malaysia. So. James, you're living my dream. My dream is to find either a rich girl or a rich best friend. <laughs> Someone that I can live the that. life with. I'm really good at reconnecting with people. I know, man. You've got some, like, links. So, so, so obviously, you stayed in contact with this person, and this person was quite wealthy. Mm. Going back now as a lot older than when you left, or having yeah. matured a lot more than when you'd left, what was that like? Well... Oh, I don't know. I don't know about we <laughs> matured a lot more, to be honest with you. But it was it was certainly better because I got to spend it with you know my old best friend. Uh, it was pretty much just us two, and we, you know, got got up early to play on the PS2. Oh, those were the days. Oh, good times. Yeah. Um, 
I tried to find his PSN recently and I didn't. It was really sad. Oh, uh, <laughs> so you're not in contact with him anymore? Oh, no, not really, no. Um, James, man. You need I'm to stay not, in contact I'm with these rich people. I'm really not good at this. You're not. <laughs> you're not. You're not good at this staying in contact with rich people. No. Like, you need to maintain the connection. They're the ones whose dads will give you the jobs. <laughs> and they'll give you jobs that you don't actually have to do anything. You just sort of show up to a few meetings and then get paid for it at the end. Mm, yes, business, business. Exactly. Mm. Like, white collar crime or blue collar, whatever it is. Have you, have you seen the, the whole Wall Street debacle today? I have. I've spoken to Ismail about it. Very oh, interesting. I imagine Ish would have wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did. He, he, he mentioned it because I had the same questions. And I said, um, and this is sort of exposing me now, because I mentioned in the intro that you were the first guest. I just interviewed Ismail because the plan was that I'd do you first and then I'd do Ismail. So I'd yeah. written the intro already. But because of the times, Ismail ended up going. So I've essentially exposed yeah, yeah, myself yeah. here. But oh well. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I asked um, him the same quick fire question. This is this his... is just like set up for uh, the Ismail podcast now. Exactly. You're teasing Make sure you it. check that yeah. out. That is yeah, absolutely bel- that is above um uh Ismail's Twitter link, but below Ismail's tw- mum's YouTube show. <laughs> so go to the top. You know, go to the top. Exactly. Anyway, so I asked him the question of what the last text was, and he told me oh, it was about uh, his uh, with his sort of like in, friends that are in, into investing and stuff, and they were talking about Wall Street. Mm. So I was like, no, I know nothing about this. I need to learn more because yeah. I'm fascinated by it, and it's so interesting because we sort of said it. It sort of proves the point that there are, there are th- there's this minority in the world that control the money oh, and absolutely. like and everything else in this world, and it's, it's ridiculous it's that we don't it's... know about it. Yeah, it's properly exposed the the system of Wall Street mm. and how the, the market is just sheer, almost like a casino, and it, it's it's stuff like this. They label it when it's not like Wall Street bankers doing it as like, a, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a good phrasing for this, but not doing it properly, like completely abusing the system. Yeah, and it's it is you know no more too dissimilar to what happened during the 2008 like Wall Street crash. Oh, exactly. Now that other people are doing it, it's wrong. But when they did it's, it, it's, the time, well, now that all unregulated as, as well. It, yeah. It was, oh yeah. well, well, I saw a tweet right, and I mentioned this on the podcast as well. I, I, the tweet was, "I lo- I love the um, uh, the the stock market because when it do- does well, I get nothing. But when it goes bad, I lose my job." And it's so <laughs> true. Yeah. Like this, yeah. this one thing with just a few graphs and lines determines so much for what happens in the world. And so you know what's so fascinating? It's one of those things, and I want to do an entire podcast on this, this topic of how education does not prepare us for the real world anymore. Oh, it just or maybe it never did. It. Well, the schooling system is still like almost identical to how it was in Victorian era um, schooling systems where they just prepared us for factory jobs at that point. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, the fact that we don't know, the fact that I couldn't understand the articles I was reading on like the Guardian about this thing. And I was like, yeah. I've not a clue what's going on. It mustn't be that much of a big deal. Yeah. But I spoke to Ismail and when he said it, I said, this sounds massive. Like, mm. how is this not on news has everywhere? He, has he explained it at all? Yeah, he explained it to me um, oh, nice. slightly. Um, what, do you understand <laughs> it? Or, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. So I, he, he explained it to me and then I ended up following his Twitter account and then I, I scrolled down to see what he'd retweeted and he retweeted some of that kind of explained it. Um, mm. And I read a part of that, and then obviously I popped onto this call. I want to re- I want to finish that off, but it's just so interesting because it was it, essentially what he said was um, that you had these guys who had figured out that 
these top guys were manipulating the stock market for their own oh, the benefit. Hedge fund managers, yeah. Yeah, the hedge fund managers, yeah, that's it. They were manipulating the stock market to for their own benefit. And so these little guys did the same thing yeah. in order to essentially get back at them, which is yeah. great because it's so, like, yeah, go you. What they did was they um they purchased something uh which like has an option on. And so you buy like stock with uh, and you offer it for like a certain amount of time and you set a price at that so you say okay well i'm going to give you the option to buy this for the next three months and i'm going to price this stock at like 55 dollars let's say yeah and um then they drive the market down so you'll never buy it and it it makes the it makes the company look like it's going to fail and once that does they come in and screw like get it all for cheap but what people did was they bought heavily into GameStop in this instance, and now they're doing it for like uh, BlackBerry, AMC, and Nokia as well um, right now. But and then they bought those stocks really cheap, but they'd be priced at like a, like a two hundred dollars at this point, and they get them for fifty five because of that long time buying yeah. window that they gave them. So it's really like a big smack in the face to to the big man, the Wall yeah. Street businessman with a suit and tie. And uh, it, it's a real, it's a real Robin Hood story, which is really is. ironic because the app that allowed them to do it is called Robin Hood. And, oh, wow. And Robin Hood have shut down the selling option. Sorry, the, the buying option um, oh, okay. for these companies, which is, you know, warrants a class action lawsuit. And they will probably get hit with one. Uh, because it is just complete closing of a market. It's so it's so wild. I, it is. It's genuinely like crime is <laughs> happening right there. It is, isn't it? it, yeah. it, it and it's so like it's it's so it's probably the clearest evidence that we've ever got of the conspiracy theory that there are is a minority that sort of control everything and act mm. as puppet masters. When yeah. when you look at this, and you know how we always sort of use the word like the bankers did it was over in two thousand and eight, and the bankers did yeah. this, and the bankers did that. Well, this is proof. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that the bankers exactly did do this. That yeah. when we refer to the bankers, it's not just this mythical thing. This is actual people that it's just not... how manage to end up just controlling <laughs> the finances in yeah. the entire world almost. It's, it's it's when you say bankers like the mythical thing. All I can think of is deal or no deal. Where it's like, oh, what's the bankers <laughs> offer? It's the mystery man on the phone. Oh, but it is true. Like, I mean, we always use the word bankers. Maybe we should stop using the word bankers and use something else because it gets used all the time about how the bankers did this, but we never sort of talk about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is another thing. Like, I had to learn myself, like, by asking questions and going online about what was the 2008 crash. Mm, like, yeah. why did that? Why did? Why was there a recession? Like, and the fact that I never, and even to this day, I still struggle to understand it a lot. I barely know anything yeah. about it, but the fact that we never sort of learn anything like that about school in school or just Absolutely. stuff like mortgages and taxes, it frustrates me so much because think about how many hours we've spent in school. Think about how many hours we spent doing homework. What was yeah. the point for any of it? What was the point yeah. of me learning about, I give you an onion? What was the point of me re- remembering oh, listen, that whole poem? You can't disrespect Miss Caroline Duffy. The fact poet that you Lurie. remember that whole, Fantastic. that, that the, 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 uh, the writer. Caroline just, Duffy's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, um, 18 poems. I could have remembered 18 really reasons why the Wall Street crash happened. <laughs> We're not taught like, financial literacy at all in schools. You're it's, right. It's, and it's, it's so it's bad. It's a complete shame. It, it, it actually is because yeah. 
like credit cards and debit cards and mortgages and credit scores and all that sort you've got to learn it all yourself and i think yeah. you know one of the issues is the one of the issues is the older generation go well we have to learn it ourselves we have to learn it ourselves but that's such a yeah. stupid argument to make because okay so because you've had uh, <laughs> you've had a you know a crap situation doesn't mean that the rest of us need to have a crap situation yeah. You know, like it doesn't even it doesn't make sense at all. It's like the whole oh well, the World War Two era had to um you know uh, evacuate for four years and they had bombs dropping down. Yes, I know that, and I'm not trying to get away from that. But what I'm saying <laughs> is we still need to improve our pandemic situation, right? Yeah. And that it's not easy. I'm not saying you know World War Two was easier, but why are we comparing these two things? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think as well you mentioned with the older generation being quite bitter towards the younger generation like oh they just want everything to be easy for them it's like yeah i think that's partially true why why wouldn't you yeah surely as well if you're an older if you're a member of the older generation you have children surely you want to make the world an easier place for your children to exist in exactly i mean i do i do agree to an extent that we are entitled and we are um sort of snowflake and all that stuff. i do 100 agree with that right but okay we are these things well for no- number one you're the parents who raised us you can't you don't blame a child for doing something you blame the parent of the child because the parent yeah. clearly didn't raise them well you know yeah, it's absolutely. such an obvious statement right and I, I, again i understand the fact that we are snowflakes and that we are this and we are that but it's the constant oh you're snowflakes you're, right okay so because because of all these things that you you know, you guys, we didn't create eighth, eighth place trophies. You made eighth place, eighth place, eighth place trophies and gave them <laughs> to us. But that was something you created. As a yeah. four-year-old, I didn't go, well, why don't I get a trophy? I'm in eighth place. Because naturally, I understood that first place gets a trophy. Well, you yeah. invented eighth place trophies and you gave them to me. So now I expect a trophy if I bloody get eighth place. Eighth place, man. Yeah, sports days were riot, weren't they? Um... Do you have any more questions, by the way? Because we're approaching Dan. We can continue I know, this. We are, this we, I mean, really we've got seven minutes. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like uh, the next sort of question I had, and you can talk about this if you want, or if you don't want to, then that's fine, is about moving to a new sixth form. Because mm. I've never truly asked you this, yeah. this, or properly asked you this question. Because for me, you were always someone that was very well-liked, very popular. You had lots of things to offer in year, up until year 11. And I remember going in and one, I was shocked that you weren't in my history class because I thought, oh, maybe he's in the other one. And then two, to find out you weren't even in my sixth form at all. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, yeah. You know, and a lot of your friends were still there. So, I mean, I don't want you to start slagging anyone off if that was the reason why. <laughs> Just sort of, sort of why, why, did you, why did you decide to move on? Well, the reason I moved on was it was totally spare at the moment. But essentially, at, uh, I was 100% planning to go to Tassie. I was like, yeah, I've got my mind on it. And on results day, I came in and I was like, hey, um, I would like to do maths, further maths, German, and physics. And they were like, we can't do that. Because they didn't have the staff. The sixth form was just too small. And oh, so, so was it a timetable in Yeah. All right, yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna to put my kind of future first here. As opposed to my current social, you know, well-being, and I, and I was like, I'm just gonna go to gonna go to BRGS, which is the next best option. Mm. Um, so I went there, and 
I did maths, further maths, uh, physics, and German. Also chemistry for like two weeks, but then I got rid of that. It sucked. Um, <laughs> oh, it was so bad. As if you did five subjects at one point. I really did. I had one free period every two weeks. <laughs> Whoa, nah, yeah. man. I Not couldn't for do long. That. Not for long. <laughs> couldn't do that, man. No, like neither could I. <laughs> that is just... I mean, you know, when we, when we were in sixth form, I used to just think, how the hell did I used to do a full day of school nonstop without yeah. any freeze? Like, yeah. It just goes. It like, really yeah, does, I, even it? now, I just think, I need a break every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uni, uni course load is, is a lot lighter than I give it credit for. And I'm still like, mm. this has been a tough, tough yeah. couple seconds I've just had here. Might need I know, a, I'm might like need a that, quick yeah. trip to the Bahamas. Yeah. Because I know that my the work that I've got is a lot less than what I did at A-levels. It's just the yeah. fact that because I'm not sat down in the classroom, I think it just feels a lot longer. Like my seminars go like that. They go so quick and I mm. enjoy them. It's just my actual having to sit down and do a load of reading that I really don't want to do. Yeah. I want to be interacting. Yeah, I don't know. Too. I mean, you're doing maths, so I guess there's not a lot of reading. It's just work, like lots of working out and stuff. Well, is I'm that doing, the case? Or am I I'm just... doing astrophysics, so there's a bit more. A oh, bit sorry, more right? Yeah, yeah. Maths, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's still a lot of just like um, here's the here's the rules, here's the equations, here's how you get the equations, here's how you understand the equations. Go do equations, uh, and also you know some sort of apply some context to them yeah it's about it really um it gets really repetitive but luckily there's like a new subject every couple of weeks so. all right okay that's good yeah. no. i mean i i just don't understand like even i i think i said this in like either the second or the first episode of the podcast where i was just sort of talking about how the university system not necessarily education as a whole but the university specifically it's so old and it hasn't modernized. I mean, they use laptops and they think they're modern and they use Zoom calls and whatever. But when you look at it, you're yeah. thinking, what is the point of me reading this whole article when I could just scan through it using an actual... Because you can get those scanners that just go through the whole thing and yeah. then just search a certain word, find it, and boom, there, there's my answer. Oh, yeah, like, you've got no to control that. that. Or day. I can just yeah. look online and find out um, something, someone's theory, but in a short version. There you go, I've got it. Mm. <laughs> like, there's no... Big man and, like, man. having to just sit there and read for hours and hours, there's not really a point anymore. There's so much more working together in the actual working environment. But, yeah, yeah it's even... I know, And I get with COVID, it's thingy, but I just want to be in a classroom more. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, me I too. I want to be chatting to people. Oh, it's insane. It, it's, such, it's such a terrible thing, especially mm. being... Because I've got a house of 12, right, at uni. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and I've not, I've not, you know, I've not been living with them for the past month and a half, two months, mm. and it it's really crippling after spending like pretty much every second with them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just that's feel a lot so of people of as well. Yeah. yeah, there's only like four of us in mine. I wish yeah. there was more, because the, the more the better. Like, there's different people. Absolutely. You get, so to, much I more think. Diverse. Yeah, the first comeback episode that you guys did, it was like partially into union. You were talking about how you were enjoying it and how great it was, and then you got to socialize and do this and do that. And it's like now it's just gone mm, yes. for everyone. <laughs> and yeah. I do wonder what it's going to be like next year. Yeah, uh, it is an, an interesting thing. So, right, James, it's been lovely to have you on, but we've got a minute <laughs> and 50. So, do you want to 
plug yourself as much as possible. Plug myself. Um, I mean, not that I've got a big audience. I have like two people listening, but they might want to follow me. Well, hello, two people listening. Um, I have an Instagram that is at james.rubber with three Bs. And that's about it. I have a podcast called The Hypothetical Boxing Podcast. If you want to check that out on Spotify, I'm sure there'll be a link below because Tarek's a good man. And yeah, make sure you check out Tarek's new football podcast. It's very, very good. Um, I need to get and, you on for that as well. I want yes. to get both of you on. Talk about oh. United. You support United. Burnley? Oh, do you support Burnley? I don't understand who you support actually. I do support Burnley. Oh, okay, so yeah, we need. I'm yet to listen to the Benji Lord episode because uh, yeah, I yeah. was revising at the time when I saw it advertised. But uh, I'll give that a listen well, uh, tomorrow. For the United Burnley game, I'll get you and Ismail on. Oh, but we is. could have a we can have match commentary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be sick. Imagine doing match commentary. <laughs> Might do a oh, post-match yeah. or a pre-match or something like that. It should be interesting. Yeah. But well, anyway, anyway, James, it's been, it's been brilliant. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. And uh, take care. Right, guys. Well, that is it for this week. Or is it? Uh, I have released two episodes this week. So, I mean, you guys are pretty lucky, aren't you? Um, if you haven't managed to check out the podcast with James's co-host, Ismail Hasnain, head over there right now. It should be on the playlist or just wherever it is, you should see it. Um, we continue to talk about the Wall Street saga uh, gone on this week. Uh, we talk about our very different experiences growing up, despite both of us being South Asian. And we talk about Ismail's fascination with self-help. Uh, if you did enjoy uh, this podcast episode, please do give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, and make sure you follow, for, uh, follow us and share us on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.